This generation under so much pressure Held to a standard impossible to measure Without guys, they suffer No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother Not the fin for the one in the mirror Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks By their feet, only crack vials and shell casings Looking for hope, but they still waiting And I implore you to never give up And like Pac said, uh Keep your head up and when your back's up against the wall Keep your boots to the ground and stand tall Hold on and be strong And go against all odds, uh And keep your faith in God Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Liberated Mind Show. This is episode 11. We'll be speaking on the, I guess, the new phenomenon with um, Beyonce, Black is King. Um, catch that on the Disney, what is it, Disney Plus? Yeah. Or if you got a fire stick, wink, wink. <laughs> I'm Kay, that's James. Let's go. All right, we're going to get right into it. We're going to hold it down, just me and Kate today. All right, so the first question is, why do you think that some in our community, particularly uh, Christians, are referring to this as demonic? Because it's not Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's what Christianity teaches. That's what most um, of the three, the three um, mainstream religions, they... um, they basically preach. It's either with us or against us, and that's essentially what it is. Um, we know how Christianity um, was. What's the what's the nice way of putting it? Interjected into Africa and upon African people that were enslaved here in the U.S. So uh, we we know it was it was used to keep us in check and. So we, four or five hundred years later, here we are. Same old story, but um, yeah, it's it's lack of education and it's um, mainly ignorance that I believe is the reason that um, people who happen to be Christian uh, say that it's demonic based upon what they've been taught. But the visuals, the visuals, uh, one in particular, I know um, they were trying to say was, what, what are they called? That, um, that goat god bump it or whatever. Oh, the bump from it, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was one scene where she had it, what we call a chewing stick. She had a chewing stick, and she was just wearing um, a, a cattle cattle horn. And they were trying to say that that's what that depicted when it wasn't the <laughs> case. But you know, they they will say what they want to. First of all. And the the um, that that pagan goat god, that pagan goat god, and his pictures is depicted. It looks like it doesn't look like a cigarette. Is it a cigarette? It looks like something be smoked. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Right. So she wasn't smoking anything. So they ran with that, and the horns were not even the same way. But that's just visuals you have to be, you know, aware of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just believe it boiled down to people just, hey, if it's not within my Bible or it's not within my Quran or so forth, it's got to be evil. So that's that's my take on that. What about you? 
Yeah, I would definitely um, agree that if it's outside of their book or their whatever their preacher is telling them, that it's automatically deemed as evil or coming from the devil. But it's like the truth of the matter is, is that in that moment with the cattle horns, Beyonce was representing divinity. She was rep representing uh, Hebrew, who is the source for where the Jesus story comes from. So she was representing a goddess, and I think that uh, particularly Christians, they can't accept the fact that with African spiritualism, we were gods and goddesses. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't see that because they've been they've been brainwashed to to force them to look outward for God instead of looking within. That's that's very true. Uh, you always hear that anytime it comes to um Kemet or what most people call Egypt, Egyptian history, and you go to the drawings back in tombs, back in the tombs, and we see that the, the depiction of the people, the, the type of skin they have is a melanated skin, but they, they like to, the excuse they like to give is, hey, that's the only way that they could draw this on the wall and it be seen is you had to make um, the figures on the wall, you had to use the darker dye, but um, I'll put it like this, they, with King Tut, correct me if I'm wrong, he, when he was entombed and they they went into King Tut's tomb, the body was there. They did DNA activity and one one unique genetic um, blood disorder they discovered he had was sickle cell anemia. And which people in the world have sickle cell anemia blood disorder? Africans. So that that right there is is enough proof that that should dead any type of discussion about what the Egyptians, what people the Egyptians were, and they just need to understand that. Yes, during that time, like you said, our spirituality system it depicts us and depicts us as kings, queens, and then we are gods. So. This is something that they just need to accept for fact. Like they'll tell you to accept this is this way because it's said in the Bible mm. and it's taken us back despite, despite anything we said, because <laughs> I don't even know, but I just have one question for you pertaining to the Bible, right? Mm. So we're, we're told that the, the son of God is whom? Who is the son of God as is depicted in the Bible? Jesus. It's Jesus. But there was an Adam and Eve made. So what would Adam have been? The son, right? Yeah, but we're taught Jesus is the one and only son. Mm -hmm. So like I said, there's, there's between your Old and New Testament, there's, there's plenty of places within those two that contradict one another, but people just accept it for what it is, and they say it's because it's in the Bible, and they leave it at that you to leave out any type of thought process. That's the way I know I was raised. I just had a lot of questions and 
when stuff didn't make sense to me, it didn't make sense to me. So I just didn't accept just because this is it and don't ask anything about it. Because when it came to anything else outside of religion, I was taught to question. So. <laughs> yeah, so you're going you're gonna to obviously question that too if something logically doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for those that want to do research on uh, Hero, and you spell that H-E-T hyphen H-E-R-U. And Het Hero was the goddess of the sky, love, fertility, and birth, and is the mother of all Netjer or gods. So there's, there's a jewel for y'all. All right, so the next question is kind of builds off the first question. Um, is this just another example of how brainwashed some of our brothers and sisters are by labeling African spiritualism as something evil? It, yes, and indeed it is. Um, even back in Africa, it's most, um, most people that still follow traditional religion, they're deemed as evil. A majority, I'm, I can speak in Nigeria in particular, or Ifa religion, um, people will speak speak evil upon it but at the same time a lot of those pastors and preachers they go see the babalawos to say hey this is what's going on because the babalawos can tell you who comes up and who comes up in there and ask about a b and c and they do their readings and they'll tell them hey this is what you need to watch out for this is what's going to happen blah, blah blah so it's like they still they preach one thing but they still fall back to traditional religion and it's just taught we've just been brainwashed like you said to be afraid of and and deem our traditional values as evil like like you know the old saying you said used to go if it ain't white it ain't right and that's honestly what it is that's what it's been passed down it's still going down today i, I remember um it's been a few times a couple of friends have even, and they are, matter of fact, back at Temple, had a couple of friends came from Nigeria at Temple University, and I would speak on this, and they were they were surprised I, I knew what I knew on it, seeing I wasn't born in Nigeria, but at the same time, I studied some of this stuff, and he said, yo, I don't fool with that because, oh, that's evil, and I said, is it? I could break down most of, most of, um, the Orishas and explain what they what they govern and you can see it depicted throughout Greek mythology mm -hmm. and people will never say hey those are they might they may call them pagan gods but they never called them evil if you notice I've never mm -hmm. heard anyone refer to Greek uh, mythology as evil it's only with us and the thing is with um, if our religion that can be found in Anywhere you can see us, thanks to the transatlantic slave trade, you can find that majority in the Caribbean, primarily in Cuba, um, Puerto Rico, find a hell of a lot of it down there in Brazil. And that all, it may be under a different name, Santeria, but at the same time, that's, that's all comes from Ifa religion. It's the same spiritual system and it has the same representatives 
the same ephah of priests, and so forth. But once I feel once it's embraced by Europeans, then you'll see us fighting fighting for it again. But right now, it's just like, hey, don't touch that. Stay away from it. So, yeah, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah. Speaking of the Orishas uh, that you spoke on, I always, I know you probably see me reference it, uh, Ogun. Mm -hmm. When you see, like, brothers, they, uh, they either standing up for a sister or yep. they're in a situation where the oppressor is trying to oppress them, and then that warrior spirit comes through. And a lot of people don't even realize who what Ogun means. Like that's that warrior spirit that's within us, and a lot of people suppress it. Exactly. They don't don't even have access to that because a lot of us have forgotten, or not forgotten, but never knew how to access that that God within us, that King within us. Like a lot of people just always look outside of themselves for acceptance, for their religion, for a higher power, for anything. Like they always look outside of themselves, but once we start looking within ourselves, I think that's when our communities will be able to come together, be stronger, be more unified, because we'll be able to be on one accord. As long as you're looking for acceptance from outside our community, you will always overlook us. Like we need to get back to that you know, the sense of the village and being one. So like, yeah, those, if we as a unit uh, began like researching African spiritualism and what it really means and how Europeans have kind of raped it and, you know, bastardized it today and It'll be crazy to see how many different places that they've used our actual, you know, divine divinity and everything. And like, think about just think about the days of the week. Thursday, it's Thor's day. Thor is a ripoff of an African god. That's Shango. Yeah. Right there. Exactly. People don't know that though. People just be like, oh, yeah, that's Marvel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Marvel now. But you got the source The source material for most of this stuff is Africa. Point blank, period. Indeed. And um, just to piggyback off of that, it's, you know, like you mentioned, how Stan Lee, the Marvel comics, they come up with these superheroes. And they're depicted as heroes. Mm -hmm. in a fictional world, but we see it's a money-making world today with the Marvel films. Mm -hmm. But um, like you mentioned, Ogun, aspects of him they use for Wolverine. And it's like these people, they learn to appreciate. But at the same time, it's... What, what do we call that? What do we call it when they're ripping off culture? What's the term? Uh, culture <laughs> the culture vultures, yo. <laughs> because uh, one, one, one thing I always used to debate was people would say, well, when it comes to religion, particularly uh, Christianity, well, we all know that that came from Africa. 
I said, okay, we know that Christianity, the elements of Christianity were taken from Africa, but the form in which you consume it now, that's like me saying, I have cocaine and I make it in the crack. You're, you're taking a impure um, version of what the product is. So we know what the outcome of crack is if you use it. It's not good for you. So therefore, you're taking an impure <laughs> religion system and you're sitting up here telling me, well, you know it comes from Africa, but get down to the root of it, though. Don't take it for what it is. And you can't tell me some... First of all, we already know the version of um, Ham where they say, that's our punishment. That was our curse. Anything that tells me the way I was born is a curse because my skin has melanin, and then you want to tell me, hey, that's, that's also the religion I need to be following. I know something's up. I know it's just to keep me in check. And it, it did exactly that. That's what it was used for. But for some reason, it's not a secret. It's not a secret anymore. We all know the reason Christianity was, you know, imposed upon us was to keep us in check. They didn't want slave revolts to occur. Obey so thy master. Exactly. Honor your, your earthly master as you would your heavenly master. Mm -hmm. That's why this has been um, bestowed upon us. It's like, you better calm down at the end of the day. It's like a castration. And like, we just accept it for what it is. And anytime you try to enlighten others upon it, they want to say, oh, well, the go-to. That's the devil talking. I ain't talking to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I've noticed that with, um, and particularly, I don't like just focusing on one because I can, I can speak on others too. But mm -hmm. in particularly because most of the people I grew up around were Christian. That's the main thing that they will say is, well, that's just the devil talking. And one thing about, um, let me just, let me make it personal. The Christians I grew up around is if you bring your information to the table, they don't want to listen to it. I know there was a point at which Jehovah's Witness would come to our house almost every week. And my dad would let them come in the house and they would speak. And then my dad would try and school them on African tradition, traditional um, belief system. And he didn't want to, no, 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 we're not here for that. This is what we're here for. So it's like, you just want to speak, 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 speak but you don't want to hear what anyone else has to say. And I noticed it was always a one-way street. And that was one of the biggest things I, I ended up like resenting. It's like, okay, if someone can take the time to hear you out, why can't you take the time to hear what they have to say? Exactly. Because guess what? You can't always be right. And they can't always be wrong. Mm -hmm. You're going to be wrong some of the time. Even, even if it's just some of the time, you're going to be wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's just how I, I see things, right? Yeah, because it's crazy. It's like, and like, and like you said, it's not just Christianity. It's like all the Abrahamic religions mm -hmm. that we can speak on. But I grew around mostly Christian people as well. And it's like with every other aspect, we understand that knowledge is an eternal thing. Like you're constantly learning every day. But when it comes to religion, that doesn't play 
into it. Remains it's like hated. this is this is what it is, and I'm going to carry this with me forever, and I can never expand outside of this. So then you're you're imprisoning your mind to only be focused on this one little area when there's so many different things that you could be learning, but you're like restraining yourself, and it it's crazy. I mean, I mean, you said that it just reminded me of how we're taught to turn the other cheek. So it's like, it's almost like a way to suppress your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like if your enemy comes and slaps you, don't retaliate. I mean, yeah, don't, don't sit up there and say, you know what, I'm going to give them some of their own medicine. But at the same time, you're like, nah, turn the other cheek, let them slap the other cheek. Just show them by peace. But at the same time, People like to say New Testament. The Bible has an Old Testament as well. Mm -hmm. And in that Old Testament, it says, we've seen God lose his temper and just wipe out people just because, hey, they didn't do what I I wanted them to do. So Mm -hmm. God, who is a perfect being, this is what we're taught. God is a perfect being. But at the same time, he lost his cool. And he acted on emotion. Yeah. And people, oh, right. He acted on emotion. He said, I'm a jealous God as well. You know what I mean? But we're taught we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, if the most high being that we're told is perfect and is displaying these attributes, what do you expect me? I'm just a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but it's like, back, oh, I'm sorry, go that, ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's just goes back to what you're saying. It's like you have them horse blinders on and you're supposed to not look outside of it mm-hmm. to see what your surroundings. Yeah. So. And to piggyback off of that, they left this these emotions in there uh, where God seemed more like a man. So in my mind, when I hear that, it makes me it makes me go back to the African spiritualism and say, so we are gods too because we we display those same emotions. Mm-hmm. We just don't, and we have the capability of destroying society societies because of weapons and stuff that we have. So we have those same tendencies: jealousy, want to get revenge on people. Some people want to control the situation and want 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 you to just listen to what they have to say and only them. So if we display these same emotions as the God in this book, why doesn't that make you think, oh, we're that's us, or make you want to research further and say, where did this come from? What's the source material? Mm-hmm. And instead of just being so quick to just downplay everything like you got you got to be open like it's it's crazy it's like it's almost like it's almost like religion is another form of insurance it's like they don't people don't really know like they hear all their life like oh if you live this way and if you accept uh this religion and this way of life you'll go to heaven but mm-hmm. nobody really knows if there is a heaven. Nobody knows what happens after this life. And if you go based on research about energy, because we're all energy, 
and energy doesn't die. Energy transfers. So in actuality, you don't know if after this life is over, our energy just transfers to another life. But because you'll, you'll rather have this insurance just to be like, all right, let me make sure I'll be okay. It's the, and even though I don't really know for sure, but if I believe this, then if there is a heaven, I'll be all right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. I, I totally get what you're saying. And like the, the one thing about it is 100%, correct me if I'm wrong, I know it's asinine to say something's 100%, but 100% of people that follow a religion as a child, they're born into that religion. You're only that religion because your mother and father was that religion. Mm -hmm. You don't come out declaring your religion. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I've always said, um, I have respect for those who go ahead and seek out their own religion, you know, in their adulthood, because it's like, okay, despite whatever religion they des decide to choose, they thought for themselves at that point. It wasn't because, hey, my great, great, great grandmother was Christian, therefore I'm a Christian. Because that's exactly what it is. It's learned behavior. Something comes that's what we call spirituality. It's because it's like you being in tune and in touch. And with traditional um, African spiritual spirituality, it's like, all right, it also incorporates ancestors, giving thanks. Um, we pour libation for them. Whenever we want to pray or give thanks, we, we mention them. Growing up, that's one thing I was taught. Um, we used to do it weekly. It's interesting the way my father would teach it. But um, I remember one, I would always say, oh, the ancestors, I would always mention my grandparents. And just as a kid, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, those were the ones I knew around eight years old. So I would always pour, they say, I shit and pour some, mm -hmm. some water for them and just thank them for paving the way. So these are the things that you learn growing up. But um, yeah, there's some people that's, well, I know this is it because my parents taught me, but anything else your parents taught you and you don't agree with you, you're straight from, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting that we, it's, it's a tool of fear in, in my opinion it's just to keep you in check. Like we, like we pointed out earlier, it's like, okay, don't do this. Why? Don't ask me why. Just know if you do it, hey, you're going to go to hell. Okay. Good enough. I won't yeah. think about that no more. Exactly. That's like, um, what Zoe Williams always says, it's a, it's the difference between being God fearing and being God realized. <laughs> like you're, you're fearing. Down, please. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to, like, to be fearful of God because you get more people following you that way because you fear, fear, like Shook Knight said years ago, fear is stronger than love. No, Pac said it, matter of fact, fear is stronger than love. So if you got a lot of people fearful of what may come later on, it's easier for you to control them, control their moves, control their methods, control their pockets. When you when you need uh, donations for the building fund, 
it's easy to get that. But if you got people that God realized and realizes what's inside of them and be and you know gets in gets in touch with that that third eye and is fully aware, you can't control them like that. People like that are gonna be on that eternal search for knowledge. They're gonna always be researching. You can't just feed them whatever you want to feed them without them asking, all right, what's in this? Why am I why am I eating this? Why am I consuming this? What is it? What's the benefits of it to me? And that's what that's that creates fear from those religious leaders when you have somebody like that. That's when you get people that be like, Well, you're not welcome here. But I thought I thought everybody's welcome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's always that dichotomy. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a trip, man. Like this this black is king thing. It's like this should have been something that was like universally celebrated in our community. Well, you know, the, the, as the saying goes, like in fighting for in fighting for black people's freedom, your biggest obstacle is black people. Mm-hmm. It's it's because we've been so conditioned. We've been so conditioned to like one one scene in particular. If you think back to Alex Haley's roots, I'm sure most people have seen that. Um, one scene that sticks out was when uh, Kunta Kente first uh, came to that plantation, and Fiddler would always say, "Don't you go talking to that African? He's wild." And Kunta Kunta Kente would always speak, you know, in his his mother tongue. And at the same time, he would always, he was, they depicted him as being Muslim and he wouldn't eat pork. And they would say, look, he's crazy. This good food mass has given us and he don't want it. But now fast forward, how many years later, we know pork isn't good for you. But this is, you're getting the slops and leftovers from your master that loves you, that loves you so much. But he's giving you poison. But at the same time, back to that scene, it's like they were always taught, stay away from him. He's wild. Don't be bringing that African stuff here. Mm-hmm. Don't be bringing it. And to this day, that's what it is. It's like people will tell you, I'm mixed with any and everything, but the minute you stay the most obvious, so West African, right? No, I don't know nobody there. But my mother, my great-grandmother was um, Blackfoot Indian. Okay. <laughs> all right yeah that yeah that's that's how it is though it's like that <laughs> do, do you mind uh, taking a a dna test matter of fact it's, it's funny i'll say that to somebody earlier today i was like when they gave me that whole routine of i don't know where in africa i know i'm from africa but i don't know what i said well in this day and age you know you can do ancestry type dna there's 100 percent owned black uh dna companies if because they first told me what so the people that kidnapped me and brought me here, I'm gonna pay them to find out what I am. I said, you know what? You can drop that. There's 100% black-owned ancestry um, DNA companies. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, but I don't know anybody there. People go on vacation to Europe. How many people do you know in Europe? Exactly. You decide to vacation there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there's too many excuses involved, and it's like. Akon just said in a, in a recent interview with, with Vlad, I don't know if you got to see that. And 
Vlad was like, yo, I went to Africa. Africa's beautiful, man. When I landed there in Senegal, I cried. I could and this is somebody who's European Jew, Russian Jew. Mm-hmm. And he had appreciation for Africa. But then most um, so-called African Americans will tell you straight up, like, nah, I'm not going there. I don't know nothing about it. I don't want to get killed. This, that, and the third. Every excuse in the book. Every excuse in the book. And that's, it's just that's, that's ironic that they would say they don't want to get killed. You got a you got a higher chance of getting killed driving while black. Who you telling? Who you telling? And like and like I tell them, like I tell people, this is this is how I break it down. I say, peep this. You from Philly, right? All right. So if you were to go out to LA, being from Philly, are people gonna be quick to embrace you or are they gonna study you and figure out, all right, this person cool, they come do they mean me do they mean me any harm or anything? Mm-hmm. It don't matter anywhere we go within the United States. If I'm from Philly and I go down to Dallas, Texas, people ain't going to be all open arms at first. Mm-hmm. It ain't no different anywhere else in the world, wherever yeah. you go in the world. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you can drop the whole charade of, well, Africans don't like African-Americans. Like I said, you get ignorant people in any, any part of the world. Yeah. And you go to certain parts. Just like I go to certain parts of this town or that town, people ain't gonna embrace me. But it doesn't mm-hmm. speak for the whole for the whole land. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the problem, man. That that social conditioning is so deep, man. It's like they got us so divided that we really think that we're supposed to be at war with each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of realizing that we all are the same. We're just in different locations right now, but we're all indigenous people. One blood, one blood, no? Exactly. And it's like, I don't get like, what, because somebody has a different dialect or someone has an accent or someone's from this place or that place. It doesn't, like if we all stood in, in a line and nobody said a word, a racist would see all of us as the same. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. They wouldn't differentiate and be like, "Oh, you're from West Africa. Oh, you're from Jamaica. Oh, you're from uh, Dominican Republic. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's, like we're we're yeah. all the the same. And like, and it's it's crazy because like even our ancestors. Yeah, it's all it's all these different people, different shades, uh, people from Dominican. Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico. Only thing that differentiates us all is a boat stop. It's a stop. Yeah, it's like we just got dropped off first. Yep. Bottom like, line. yeah. Other than that, like, we all came from the same place. We all bleed through similar veins. Like, I don't, I don't get it, and I don't understand why it's this. Um, it's still this sense of denial of the African in you. It's, I'm I'm starting, it used to be, I used to classify it as denial, but I see it more as resentment because what I'm hearing, what the the new excuse now is Africans sold Africans into slavery. And honestly, growing up, I never heard that. Maybe Mm -hmm. the past, maybe the last five, eight years is when I started hearing that. 
That's a, oh, that's an interesting one because if that were the case, I'm not denying that it, it may have happened. It, it's possible it happened because mm -hmm. if, if you went to war with somebody, you would sell your enemy. What does your enemy mean to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if you knew what the destiny of your enemy would have been coming here, I guarantee you they would have been like, oh, is that what you plan on doing? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, getting back on track is like, all right, barbarians and Vikings fought one another, sold each other to one another, whatever. But at the same time, you wouldn't know which is which until they opened their mouth or if they had markings. But when it came to us, at the end of the day, what made us a slave was melanated skin. Exactly. That's that's what it all boiled down to. It mm -hmm. wasn't, oh, this person is of uh, Igbo descent, uh, this one's Fulani descent, therefore they're my, no. That's, that's later what they did when they came to colonize. They went mm -hmm. and did division that way. But prior to that, what they did is they just said, okay, man, we can get these people, man, these are some strong looking people, man. They can withstand this heat, look where they live. That's what they brought them over for. And that's why we're found in all the tropic climates except for here in the U.S. But um, yeah, it's, I, th I think that it's turned into resentment because like I said, that's like the new thing, white supremacy is thrown out there and people went running with it. Mm -hmm. And you, it, it sparked a lot of movements, which out of ignorance at first, well, I think it was the Adolphs. That, that was one movement that I heard running with it. The um, American descendants of slaves. And I always thought the, the name, at first I thought it was African descendants of slaves, which made sense to me, but they said American descendants of slaves, because I don't know at what point um, African slaves were considered American in the Constitution, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. So these people went on this whole, this whole like movement about reparations, which was cool, but then they started to get into politics about it. And this person ain't really this because you know what? They mom came from here and there. And I was like, listen, it's gonna, we, at the end of the day, we all live amongst the same community. So it's like, if you're gonna fight for something, fight for something. Get it passed, then you worry about politicking later, if that's the case. But at the end of the day, even if this person came over here today, who's to say that they're not your relative because exactly. of that boat ride? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just think it's, people are just so short-sighted that it's, it's too easy to defeat us, even in our struggles. It's like, you know what? You guys are going to continue to struggle. It's to the point where people are saying, another, I'm going I'm to jump back up to Akon because he said something I don't agree with. I don't know if you heard that one, where he's like, um, I think African-Americans just need to forget the past at this point. You know you guys ain't going to get anything. And just, just embrace and just learn to just come back to Africa. So that first half of that statement I despise because I said I've never, never, ever, ever heard European Jew tell one of theirs to forget about the Holocaust. Exactly. And just go on. Not to even mention the reparations part, but I just never heard them say forget such an atrocity and move on. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's about us being stuck in the past. I think it's more or less of us not feeling as though people empathize with what we've gone through and continue to go through 
and just say, hey, get over it. Pull your, pull your uh, boots up by the bootstraps and keep it moving. Such yeah. and such made it, you'll make it. And not only that, though, it's like the, it's easy for people to say that, but that will only work if the past wasn't still dictating the present. Exactly. We're impacted by the past every day. So it's like you can't forget the past if you're living in it. Like you're living in what the past has created. So there's no way to get over it until something actually changes. So to, to make that kind of statement is like, it's irresponsible, man. And it's, it's, it's borderline a uh, white supremacy talking point. Straight up. That's that. That's that. And that's money. That money done got to him. Clouded his judgment. Like that's yeah, that's irresponsible, man. That that's that's Terry Crews like. <laughs> Terry Crews like. <laughs> For real, like that's crazy, man. <laughs> Terry Crews is sucker, man. Don't 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 be inspired by Terry Crews, man. <laughs> but you know what? He ain't backing off though. He doubling down, tripling down on his stupidity, man. Yeah, this boy. I don't know, yo. They didn't put the chip in him, man. Like. He full. He full on. Like he gonna he gonna start wearing a costume, man. He gonna he gonna, he gonna come out and be like Coon Man. Coon Man. Well, remember he already came up with that acronym for Coon. Yeah, conquer our own negative. I'm like, yo, <laughs> oh my god, yo, this boy is yo, he a sucker, yo, he is straight sucker. Like, yo, I got, I got no respect for this boy. <laughs> They said in white girls he wasn't acting. That was his truth. That was him being himself. Yeah, I said I said that that was um that was his eight mile. Was, <laughs> eight mile. <laughs> yeah, that was that was his autobiography. Like that was him. Like he that was his biopic. <laughs> he was he was just acting like himself. I'm like, damn man, all these years you find it out. It was that, and then his other side was in uh Friday after next. Yep. He was just playing parts of himself. Wasn't even acting. Yeah. He keep getting them stripes on his head. Them wrinkles keep coming in. Every time he do talk, say a white supremacy talking point, it's like, right? Just pop up. <sighs> um, what? But going back to uh, Beyonce, uh, it's it's funny to me because you don't see a transformation, and I'm not like, I'll put it like this. Growing up, I wasn't like a Beyonce fan per se. Never, I mean, I didn't have nothing against her. I just wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of her anthems I thought were just redundant, and she just said just to make some money because she didn't necessarily live her life that way, as we yeah. see she ended up married, so forth. But my whole thing is, her roots was the church, and the fact that she made this spiritual journey into this documentary, uh, Black is King, I find fascinating because somebody who has money, once somebody gets money, they normally don't, they don't depart from what they believe got them to that place, if you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. spiritually. Because yeah. most people be like, I got to this place because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We heard her say that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But now, fast forward to 2020, She's in West Africa. She's in Ghana. She's in Nigeria. She's, and it's not the first time. I think on the Lemonade album, she was depicting um, 
who did she depict in, in that one? Um, oh man, it'll come to me. But yeah, all these deities she's been depicting. It, it's just her spiritual journey. It, like I said, it, it's it's unique because you don't necessarily see that. As for Jay Z, I don't, I don't think I ever knew what religion Jay Z was or or not. Mm -hmm. uh, based upon his music, I'm even trying to think back, but yeah, I'm not necessarily sure. But like I said, it was just I found it that extraordinary that somebody went that grew up the way in which she did out of the church into now she's looking at African spirituality. Yeah. yeah. It was Oshun. Oshun. There we go. Um River Goddess. She okay. was picking lemonade, right. So like I said, I just find that extraordinary. Yeah, definitely. So the final question is, um, Pet Hebrew and African spiritualism are the source material for the Bible. So shouldn't this inspire our community to do research and learn more about self? You're saying it should? No, you're asking should it? Yeah, should, like, shouldn't this be like a spark to, you know, for, for our people to do research and learn more about self? instead of like being quick to like downplay it and demonize it, it. I mean, there's, I think most of what we just spoke about, all the scenarios and history we've been speaking on should have sparked a, our people to say, hey, let me, let me truly look into this. But as we stated, fear, fear is the reason people will not leave the comfort zone. So I believe that the, the programming is well seated in, in the, it would take it would take basically <laughs> let me not say that but i don't know what it would take honestly i don't know what it would take as far as somebody i, I know i know at least how old am i 38 38 so for 38 years i don't know how many times i heard this is end of days but over the course of 38 years, I, I heard it at least once a year. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure my granny heard that, my great granny, and so forth. Mm -hmm. that the end of the world is coming. And Revelation is looked to the sky, and here we are, 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Here we are, 2020. And I'm sure people have said that this year with this coronavirus. But we can't expect for our problems to be resolved. Um, I heard a, I heard a saying, let, let me see if I get this quote right. You can't waste your time being, um, you can't be something along the lines of waiting on heaven. You can't be um, no good earthly. You, you can't be no good on earth expecting to get to heaven. And that's, I think that's what our, our people suffer from. It's like, we're no earthly good trying to get to heaven at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And like you stated, who has gone to heaven and come back and said, yeah, there's heaven. No, this is just, this is just one, one belief system saying, Hey, there's an afterlife. This is this type of afterlife. We know what the Hindus, they believe in reincarnation. Then there are those who just say, when you're dead, you're dead. That's it. So it's like everyone has their philosophy on what, what it is, life after death, at the end of the day. But it's 
what you do here that will determine how your family, your people will move forward. And if we don't break those mental chains and start thinking for ourselves, look, we've been, everyone knows, everyone knows our history here in America. We know how we got here. We know what we went through. Despite knowing all of that, we're still divided. Despite all of that, you see fools down in Alabama marching, looking like you and I marching for a Confederate flag and con Confederate monuments. Despite yeah. talking about these, these symbols ain't never hurt nobody. Like I said, I've never, ever, ever seen a European Jewish person say a, a, a swastika flag didn't never, never hurt no one. But it's only with us that you will always find those that they either pay out or they just or they just plain out hate themselves. So mm -hmm. therefore they're gonna talk ish on us. So yeah, I think spiritually, if you have a broken spiritual system, if you're praying and praying, you're praying to the same God as your oppressor, you ain't never gonna be free, man. Exactly. Definitely agree with all that, man. Like I don't know, but like they say, freedom ain't free. So we'll, right. we'll probably get there one day, man. But once again, thank y'all for tuning in to the Liberated Mind Show. This is episode 11. And if you haven't already, make sure y'all check out Black is King on Disney+. Plus. All right. Peace out. One love. One accord. Check out Black is King on Disney+. Plus. All right, peace out. One love, one accord. This generation under so much pressure, held to a standard impossible to measure. Without guys, they suffer. No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother. Not the fin for the one in the mirror. Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer. Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets. Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks by their feet. Only crack vials and shell cases. Looking for hope, but.